0: Hey, hello, hi, and welcome everyone. Wait, someone, someone left. Oh, there he's back. Okay. Uh, this is, I'm confused already. It usually takes me at least 5, 10, 20 minutes to get confused in an episode. Now it's starting from the top, so this should be a good one. I am Chad Dotson. This is The Riverfront, episode number 428. Joining me today once again, Nate. How are you, Nate? Chad,
1: I am fantastic. I'm honored to be here with you and Mr. Guevara. Excited. Well, I was a lot more excited to talk Reds baseball before today, but we'll get into that.
0: Yeah, really. I, uh, okay. Anyway, we're not going to get down. We're going to be positive. That's the that's the good vibes only. Join us as well from the always positive late night Reds show. Our friends over there. Um, love those guys. And Carlos Guevara back again. Welcome back.
2: Hey, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a good time coming on, talking ball with you guys.
0: Yeah, we have a good time. Now, I do need to address something because there's a little bit of a controversy, I think uh tim <laughs> daniel from your uh from late night reds for, let me just say late night reds go to their youtube channel subscribe watch I, we fully support those guys but we made a joke uh because tim tim was making a joke basically about how he hated us um yeah he was just being silly as we are always are and so then i c- kind of went back at him and um i don't know something was lost in the translation and um so i, j- I want to make it very clear today we really truly do hate you guys
2: oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah, we've decided there's that's a lot of hate. There's a lot of hate coming in and, and, um, we've been going to therapy, uh, weekly. <laughs> we've been having sessions, trying to talk it out because the last thing we want to do is see you in person and just come up to you and slap you. You know, we don't want that <laughs> to <happen. laughs> We don't need that.
0: If you, if you knew how many people would love to do that to me, you would be surprised. <laughs> um, it, it's a non-zero number. Uh, no, seriously, um good vibes only. Uh, and, uh, I, I watch every one of their shows where I'm subscribed. I encourage you all to do that as well, but I would also add maybe uh, smash the subscribe button here if you haven't yet as well, because uh, we like you too. um, this is a show where we talk about the Cincinnati Reds and we had this plan of how we're, we're going to talk about. And, uh, I'm already going to go off script, Nate. Sorry about that. I think we have to talk about Tyler Stevenson. Yeah. Um, this is, this is the story as of today, obviously the Reds, uh, uh, finished up their their home stand here and looked like they were going to have a, a a pretty good series here, win three out of four against the Diamondbacks. And then, well, the bullpen blew that one, as we'll talk about. But the worst news, of course, was Tyler Stevenson, who took a foul ball uh, off his hand and he's out four to six weeks. Nate, uh, have, how much have you cried today, and uh, how did you get it together for the show?
1: I just stopped crying before the show. I went and you know sat to cold shower, all my clothes on, fetal position. Um, no, it's, uh, it's just, you know, you don't want to be too dramatic. It's a, it's, a, it's a game, but, you know, for him, it's his livelihood. It's it's really sad. You know, the guy just cannot catch a break. He's been incredible, even better than we could have uh, could have hoped for at this point in the season and one thing after another. And what annoys me is that once uh, once this happens, it's never, you know, get well soon, hurry back. I mean, you get that from decent people, but it's all about, oh, we told you he shouldn't have been the catcher anymore. You know, get this guy to first base, and then the narrative isn't what it should be when things like that happen, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and, and we spent a lot long time, a couple of episodes ago, most of the show, and I, and I wrote about it as well, talking about why I, we, di- we didn't think he should move away from catcher uh, because he's just so valuable a catcher. But, you know, do we reevaluate that now? And I'll ask uh, Carlos, I'll ask you to just, what are your thoughts about uh, Tyler be being out? Probably would have been the Reds' all-star now that he might not make his first all-star team. And um and do you think he should move to another position?
2: Um I mean what a bummer, right? Like he just it's the worst. He he just cost himself an all star team. Like he didn't cost himself one, like right, you know, whatever happened. All star team probably that's equals a lot of money. That's a big he's deal to come make yeah. money. Yeah. You're a catcher who's an all star going into arbitration. Like And that follows, that leads me to, there's no way he's going to move to first. He's, I mean, unless he is totally like, I don't want another concussion. I'm super worried about CTE type of stuff. That's the only way he's going to move over there because there's way too much money involved for him to be the type of hitter he is at cashier than moving over to first base. Way too much money. Maybe they'll, he'll go the Joe Mauer route and you know, get his money and then go over there, Buster Posey route, make your money, and then go over there. But right now, there's, there's too much money. There's generational money involved.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's something we actually did not explore as much the last time we talked about this. My argument was just uh, from the Reds' perspective, it would be silly to move him unless there, were, it, there was a demand to be moved because of concussion concerns, something like that, because having an elite hitter as your catcher, that's really hard to find. <laughs> no one has that. And the Reds would yeah, you know, have a leg up on, on pretty much everyone else. But you're talking about the other side of the corner from Tyler Stevenson's perspective. It's absolutely true. I mean, I hate that he's getting robbed of an all-star team, uh, mostly because I think he's – I've been saying for a, a year and a half now, he's going to make more all-star teams than anyone on the current mm-hmm. roster. Um, and, and I wanted to see him get started on that because the guy's just – he's just a good player. But, um, yeah, yeah, an all-star team – Plus, being a, 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 yeah, maybe not elite is not hes not elite yet, but he's on that trajectory. Maybe to be more, certainly the elite when it comes to hitting catchers, and uh, the money the elite that catchers would
2: have started off like him. He's on that path. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah. right. He's not there yet, but he is—he's absolutely on that path. Uh,
0: yeah. Former first round pick. He's got all the you know uh, everything oh. you, you'd ask for, and so yeah, I hadn't really thought about it as much in that terms of when it comes time for him to get paid what a what a resume that is to be an all-star you know one of the, one of the top 2 3 hitting catchers in the game and also defensively i think we don't talk about it enough uh, i think capable is is understating it a yeah, pretty good catcher but are these injuries going to keep happening that's what i'm worried about i don't think they are i think well, there's some a fluke element here but either of you want to say anything about that
1: I mean, it seems pretty fluky to me, and I understand the uh, move into first base narrative a little bit if these were all concussions. Yeah, the, those two consecutive were pretty scary. Um, this isn't that. Um, he just His his hand was hanging out there. He probably won't do that anymore. Um, it stinks a little bit that he's not going to get the next month and a half of development because, like you said, he was showing a lot of promise, you know, on the defensive side of things, and he's going to lose a little, little bit of that too. I don't – Unless the doctor says so or he says so. I mean, I think you get him in the lineup without being a catcher more often than the Reds have shown that they're willing to do. I don't know why he can't play first base once once a week or more. I don't know why he can't DH anytime he's not catching. But, I mean, he's got to be a catcher. That's where his value is. If you're looking out for him, if you say you're looking out for him, well, he's going to make a lot more money behind the dish.
0: Yeah, he's just – and he said he wants to stay at catcher. And, again, this is a foul ball. He said he's never broken a bone in his life, he said, uh, uh, today. And so uh, it's a, a fluke. Now, of course, i was said that for about two years, about every single time Nick Senzel got hurt, that he had no injury history in the minors. And I'm, I'm worried that there's deja vu happening again here. Um, you know, I, I haven't shaved in a couple days. I think I'm just going to not shave until Tyler Stevenson gets back. I'm going on a Tyler Stevenson uh, strike. Come for like it. Easy top next time he's back. <laughs> oh gosh, I would. look at
1: Mike Miner. Oh, yeah. hey,
0: <laughs> slow your roll, chief. Uh, I'm not quite that old. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I would, I would never move him unless he demanded to be moved.
2: Yeah, uh, for sure. Now,
0: now, the idea about him, need, they need to move him to DH some more often than they have. But that's a separate issue. I don't understand why he's not in the lineup every day. I just don't understand it. Maybe I'm not smart enough to know. Um, does that frustrate yeah. you, Carlos, as much as it does yeah, us?
2: He shouldn't like. I mean, you guys know my love or our love for Joey. Like Joey doesn't need to be playing in more games than he is. Yes, right. he's a catcher. Yes, he needs to be DHing. Like, give Joey some days off. Give <laughs> I know Joey doesn't want him, but right. I mean, you got to. He's he's the future. Like play him at first base.
1: <laughs> well, it looks
2: like we. There he is. Hold on, hold on. There we, go. Like,
0: what the heck? Hey, we lost you for a second. I don't know well, what happened. Sorry, he yeah, was like getting this, so
2: hot, hot about that point. That he's like, yeah. Enough. I mean, it sucks now because we, like yesterday. Why was he? Why was he out? That's what I wanted to talk about. We it out one of the worst
1: lineups I've ever seen. There are two two major leaguers on that in that lineup. And Tyler Stevenson's is just chilling on the bench. It,
0: it's I, inexplicable I, to me, and and, and Joey. Uh, Votto and Tyler Stevenson. it's a similar argument. Joey Votto, because he's, uh, he didn't want to hear this, but he's aging a little bit. Um, it's not sure. going to hurt him to just bat four times a, a game and sit on the bench, you know, once or twice a week. You know, I know he doesn't want it. You're right. And uh, and, and maybe you respect that, but it, it helps him to stay fresher. Tyler sure. Stevenson can't catch every game. So you've got these, you know, two positions, and you also have a DH that you can uh, uh, rotate those guys in. It doesn't make any sense. This team is not good enough offensively to survive without that's their two best hitters. Joey Votto and Tyler Stevens are the two best hitters. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Matt Reynolds, uh, also. But Jury, um, don't forget Jury. Oh, Brandon. No, nah, I'm not going to say anything bad about Brandon Jury. I love that guy. I uh,
2: know. I'm being serious, <laughs> he's,
0: he's killing it. I know it. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about him. I think later when we do our uh, buy, sell, hold uh, feature here. But a little teaser uh, for yeah, you guys to keep. That's watching. right. <laughs> yeah, because you're dying to know what in the <laughs> blank is that idiot talking about. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just frustrated with Tyler Stevenson not being available and frustrated with him not playing as much as possible. Uh, and now what happens is because part of my argument for not moving in from catcher is that the Reds have no other major league catchers. And so now, you know, we're going to spend four to six weeks
2: watching, you know, Aramis Garcia. We're, we're going to get 60 more games of Tyler Stevenson this year. But he's not yeah. going to come back until August. I mean, we got the all-star break coming up like he's not going to come in before that and then he's got to get ready he's got to get Mm -hmm. ab's because that's a long time four to six weeks is probably just to let the bone heal much less be ready to come back to play for the reds that's not what that means so right there's there's all there's august and september
1: well this brings us up to a uh you know good conversation what should the reds do i mean looking at what they have in the system. No, they're not going to go out there, and we're not getting Tucker Barnhart back. We'd love to have him back. Tucker, if you listen to this show, please come back, express your <laughs> interest, pull a uh, James Harden and demand the trade.
0: Can, can I interrupt right. quickly? Because I got to yeah. talk about a guy who dropped into my mentions uh, on Twitter this week to tell me that the resident to boot Joey Votto and bring back Tucker Barnhart. That would solve all their problems.
2: Let's <laughs> <laughs> move him from hey Joey
0: back to catcher. How about that?
1: Nah, there you go, former catcher. Anyway, and I interrupted you. No, you're good. I am i don't know what your all's uh, thoughts are. I'm kind of on board with uh, moving, moving Kyle Farmer to catch her because, hey, it's, it keeps everybody happy. His bat's in the lineup. You can bring up the Barreros and get Sinzel and India up here. Just, or, get anybody. Not Sinzel. He's obviously here. But India, Barrero, get that guy Bird, Bird obviously Tenowitz, whatever that guy name is, Bird Tenowitz.
2: I'm for him. <laughs> get him up. I just want to hear Chad say his name like on a daily basis. So, no,
0: I'm not doing it just because you said that. No, I'll never is, mention that name on this podcast
1: ever is the drop off in catching ability from Aramis Garcia to Kyle Farmer worse for the Reds than having Garcia's bat in the lineup five days a week.
0: That's an interesting I idea. I mean, Again, I don't necessarily know that Burrow needs more at-bats to get ready, but I, I, I might still bring him up um, and put Kyle Farmer at catchers because Kyle Farmer and Jose Burrow in the lineup is probably going to be better offensively than Aramis Garcia and Kyle Farmer in the lineup. I don't know. I don't know. These are, these are, these
2: are they're sad questions. conversations. It's wild yeah, times. these are wild times. Yeah. Like, but I think they need to go and sign somebody who's just been DFA'd or who's – you know trade for cash, give him cash for just uh, a big league an a next big league catcher that's got you know at least five years under the belt so he can handle the staff. I really don't care if he hits or not because we're not gonna catch up for that wild card spot like that's that's gone so the wins and wins and losses really shouldn't count. I'm more worried about developing those those uh young pitchers. You know, it's one thing to be around guys like Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley and a great pitching coach, which they have. But the in-game situation, the learning is, is totally different. The dynamic between a catcher and a pitcher, I mean, it's it's like that of a you know, significant other. You can see each other in the eyes and you know which move you want to make. Like you're on you're learning as the game goes. It's a beautiful thing. And you can't get that with somebody who's just coming up fighting for their job every day, worried about that aspect. Give me somebody with with five years under their belt and hits 180. I will take that the rest of the season.
0: That is a fantastic a point. point because the Reds are not going to get offense. Until Tyler Stevenson gets back, they are not going to get any offense out of the catcher's spot. Just forget it. Just let's go ahead and presume, unless they move the legend Kyle Farmer there, in which case they'll get elite offense from the catcher's position. Um, but uh, – I was kind of one of the things I was kind of looking at and enjoying this year was watching the young pitchers and Tyler Stevenson kind of grow together and seeing how that, how that relationship worked. But I think you're absolutely right. I think it's the best thing they can do. And you, can, there are probably five guys that could sign tomorrow with a big league experience, good, good backstops, you know, basically would be a backup on a, a regular team. They're out there. Um, or maybe they should just trade for Yadier Molina.
2: Maybe that's what they should do. Oh,
0: might help the bullpen
2: too. No, <laughs> no, that's taking no. it too far. That's
0: a little, that's a, that's a bridge too far, but that's a, that's a great, that's a fantastic idea. I, I, I love it. So, all right. So, well, rest in peace, Tyler Stevenson. We love you. Come back soon, please. Um,
1: uh, is Nixon still hurt again? It's
2: so the day that ends in Y, the is he hurt? Is he injured? set in the what, West. what is it? What is it, Nick? Are you hurt or are you injured?
1: seems like every time, every time Lower I go stream. on any sort of rant, something bad happens. First it was Tommy Pham, now it's Nick Sinzell.
2: I I guarantee you it was that moment where he missed that ball on the wall, the back, and he like kind of went into it yesterday, and then he gave a little, one of those, a little squint. So I was like, no way. There's no way you just got hurt on that. I mean, I didn't see I've anything else it. yesterday that happened. Yeah. yeah I've not seen right. like this he, he since, went since to Eric Davis. I'm like, oh, oh my God,
0: dude. Well, I've been saying that in basically every way, Nixon Zell is the next Eric Davis. And so he's just proved me correct. Eric Davis got hurt a lot he just, and he couldn't stay in the lineup. And that was why he didn't. He's not a Hall of Famer. And that's the same for, for Nixon Zell. Uh, we're going to move on now, though. Um, by the way, I want to mention. Uh, this is, in some ways, been a rough week, uh, week to watch the Reds here uh, the last little bit because they're blowing games, the bullpen. But we had a fun time at our uh, uh, Patreon hangout, Nate and I did, with some of our Patreon, patreon.com slash, what is it, Riverfront Sensi. <laughs> patreon.com slash Riverfront Sensi. That's it. If I can, that's,
2: that's why that. we don't have more patrons. <laughs> Write that on uh, your board, Nate.
0: Write that on your board. Yeah. So you can <laughs> just read it off next time. <laughs> right. As I can read it. Uh, no, we had a good time. We watched Hunter Green's most recent start. And um, just hanging out during the game, talking. And let me just tell you something. Hunter Green is—is uh, is he the—he is. I've been watching the Reds for a long time. Nate's been watching longer than me because he's the older older brother. But uh, Hunter Green's the most talented pitcher I've seen in, in a Reds uniform in my entire life, and that includes Logan Andrusek,
2: <laughs> Kevin <Texas>. Quackenbush. <laughs>
0: What's that? Is I he from shout Texas? Out
2: Shiner, Texas. Oh, Logan wow. Music, Really? What are they, do
0: they make any uh, products in Shiner, Texas that might be interesting to any of us? I can, maybe some cold beer. There we go. <laughs> Shiner Bock. All right, anyway, um, Hunter Green. Can we just talk about Hunter Green for a moment? Because people drop into my mentions again all the time. They're so disappointed. His ERA is almost six. It was six, over six, before this last one. And I can't find a single thing to be disappointed about and what we've seen from Hunter Green so far. You all tell me something we should be disappointed about. Is there is there anything?
2: He's not hitting for himself like Shohei. That's probably <laughs> there, <laughs> there it is. No, that's it. There it is. Only a one-way player. What a loser. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I could talk about these two young guys all day long, though. I mean, we
0: – Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, the two young guys we've been expecting all year. Is that the two young guys you're talking about?
1: No, not the Reds' second and third best pitchers. I'm talking about their first and second. <laughs> Nate is obviously. a fully
0: paid member of the Graham
1: Ashcraft fan club. Oh, man. But... Graham Cracker. <laughs> Ashy. Ashy Grammy. Um, I am <laughs> too excited by these guys. Like Hunter Green, obviously, that ERA is a little bit bloated. Whatever. People need to shut up. I mean, against the Diamondbacks, seven innings, one hit, a, a drag bunt to lead things off. Um, Eight Ks, no runs. In the last month, 3.41 ERA, 0.931 whip. And you know we love it when the whip starts with a decimal. He's at 11.5 Ks per nine. I mean, what else can you say? He's getting there. How how old is he?
2: 14.
0: 14 years old. The most impressive
2: thing is the the adjustments that he's made in such a short amount of time. That people do, most people do not realize what he has just done that takes most major league pitchers at least a full year and the offseason. And then maybe that next year they've got it. They make those type of adjustments. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I just love watching him pitch. His focus is unreal. I don't care if he's pitching in Cincinnati when there's 2,500 people or he's pitching in Boston whenever it's sold out. And, you know, just mowing through that lineup. And then, you know, him getting hit around like that, I almost count that as fluky as the Tyler Stevenson foul ball. Like, you know, a lot of people squared him up. But for whatever reason, he might have been tipping pitches, whatever. I i could care less about that. But the fact that he mowed through those guys just like that in, in Boston,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, come well, on, said guys. Something- yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> You said something that I said to somebody else the other day, which is,
0: uh, in the last in the first two months of his career, it's been kind of a microcosm of what I would have expected to see over a longer span, a year or more. Which is that the league maybe adjusted to him a little bit, you know, and then he made adjustments back, and that's hard to do. That's hard to do for anyone, much less a you know fourteen year old. It just it's his maturity and his um, his kind of thoughtful way he approaches the game, and I don't know, I just. I am again knock
2: knock, but on, on wood here. If he stays healthy, this guy is
0: is the
2: best I've ever seen. I, I caught flack, um, you know, maybe about a month ago. Whenever he had, I forget which outing it was, but I just saw like just looking at him. You know, they do the close ups of the pitcher during the game, and and he just he, he just yanked the slider a little bit too much to a lefty, and it made it two one. And he was so pissed within himself. And it was like he didn't drop a big F-bomb, but he was just like it was almost like a Tiger Woods focus. I made that that tweet Mm -hmm. that it was like he reminded me of Tiger Woods. Not saying he's Tiger Woods level, which everybody thought I was comparing him to. But I'm just like the intensity and the focus on one little pitch, on one little millimeter of a difference of releasing that ball from one that made it move an extra six inches to make himself fall behind in the count on a game that doesn't mean anything he's so focused and intense on being better than anybody else that's around him he wants to be the best on the field at all times and let me ask you, you go ahead you can't teach that like that's that killer drive that these guys have and you can't teach them they have this guy has it and You see how he's pitching to LA and in Boston. You imagine pitching in a playoff game on a game that means something? You don't think he's going to be firing 100, 101? Mm -hmm. I hope we get to
0: see that. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, because for those of you that don't know, of course, Carlos, uh, former uh, big league pitcher, and how hard is it to maintain that focus, especially for, you know, as a starting pitcher for that long? I mean, it seems like it's got to be. Next to impossible to be able to maintain. It's exhausting. I'm sure. I
2: mean, I only I only did the you know starting for one season at the minor league level, but but to see those guys and what they go through the whole game because pitching one or two innings is exhausting on your mind, you know, and I couldn't imagine doing it like, at being that good and being, it's hard to pitch in front of 2,500 people. So I mean, I, right there.
1: I get <laughs> nervous throwing softballs at the dunk tank at the county fair.
0: <laughs> Too many people uh, watching. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's
0: funny. That's funny. Yeah, just it, that. That's fun to watch. Well, the Tiger Woods comparison is. I mean, no one's Tiger Woods. I mean, he's all-time inner-circle athlete in any sport. But that's a really interesting comparison because uh, it, it's it's a it's you don't see it even in major league yeah. baseball every day. Um and it's another one of the reasons why this guy is just he's something special and once he gets it fully figured out I keep saying the guy is destined to be Justin Verlander uh, if he if he stays healthy. I mean I think he's, he's that type of pitcher, maybe
2: better, I don't know. But I was I literally hope. just about to say his intensity on the mound is like Justin Verlander's. Yeah. Cuz mm-hmm. because he doesn't show crazy amount of emotions often Justin Verlander. Like he'll overkick the dust a little bit off the rubber and you know that pitch got to him. And his focus is the same in the first inning as is in the fifth inning, in the middle of July. He takes no no innings off, no pitches off, and that's what he does. And that's what's going to make him special. Because, I mean, you guys have watched baseball. It takes one mistake to ruin an entire game. Then you can't allow right. yourself take, to get there, and he's not.
0: Yeah, take one pitch off, and it could be the game. Yeah, absolutely. So, And something else that, again, we, I don't want to overstate the comparisons between Berlander yet. Hunter Green's still a, a work in progress, but – you know, how many people do you see that can dial it up in the seventh inning the same way they can dial it up in the first inning? Very few. I, I don't know. Well, Nate, okay, we've talked enough about Hunter Green. Well, we could never talk enough about Hunter Green. But talk about Graham Ashcraft. Let's hear it. You've been dying to talk about Graham Ashcraft. How great has that guy been so far this season? I mean, well, Nate's been talking about him for two years now. But uh, four starts, a 1.14 ERA, uh, that's okay.
1: Well, you're talking about players that can dial it up into the – uh upper 90s, triple digits in the sixth, seventh innings, that's Graham Ashcraft. I mean, we saw him against Washington, uh, game one, seven innings, one run, four hits, five Ks. Um, Another awesome game against the Diamondbacks, six innings, four hits, no runs, four Ks, a million ground balls, and also ESPN.com. Can we get this man a picture? I mean, look at these numbers. He deserves a photo on ESPN.com. No photo. He already has 1.8 wins above replacement. You don't even need to look up a splits because in his career, you know, he's got 1.14 ERA, 0.845 whip. He's three and zero. He has an otherworldly 420. What's up, Cheech and Chong? 420 ERA plus and a 59.7 percent ground ball percentage it just keeps him in ball games in this hitters park you know this guy he um i think he's more valuable to the reds with that home stadium than he is to a lot of other teams
0: yeah i didn't know his ground ball rate was i, I don't know what it was in the minor leagues actually. so i could, so uh, I, I was just kind of pegged him as a as a reliever and that may be where he ends up and if he is he, he could be an elite reliever maybe but i know you've been after me for a long time about that but um I don't know. I love watching the guy. He uh, what well, I, I call him a bulldog every time we talk about him. He just he looks like I mean he'll challenge hitters uh, like you don't often see from a young pitcher. And you know, I don't know. I'm just uh, I, I'm 24 years old. I'm fully on board the Graham Ashcraft bandwagon. Bring it on. I'm I'm I'm, I'm there. What, what What do you think about Graham Ashcraft? What's this? What's his ceiling, Carlos? Do you have any idea?
2: What do you What are you seeing? It's really hard to predict. Um, I'm I'm super interested in seeing you know, him within the division, as as guys see him more than once because he seems like someone <clears throat> who is kind of hard to game plan for because he doesn't even know where his ball's going half the time. <laughs> like, is it going to cut? Is it going to cut a little bit? Is it going to cut a lot? Is it going to cut at 98? Or is it going to cut at 101? Is it going to yeah. sink? Is I mean, that's because his – his walks was his biggest problem in the minor leagues, and he's not walking anybody up here. So are they going to lay off of more pitches, make him throw more strikes early because they're not afraid to get struck out? I, I don't know. That's that's going to be really interesting to see Sunday's game against the Cardinals. That's a good hidden lineup. We'll see how that goes. That, that's going to be fun and interesting and challenging for him in St. Louis on a Sunday on the day game. So, I, I mean, at the beginning of the year, like I've, I don't know you guys know but I really don't pay much to prospects too much. And so I've noticed that you know, people yes. talking heard, about heard, uh third Mashcraft, you know, and I saw him in spring training and I'm like, uh, I don't see much of anything here. And and I did give the caveat though that your ball doesn't move much in Arizona. And but I see the velocity. I don't see, you know, the, the nasty cut. I don't see the nasty slider, but as soon as I saw him in the big leagues, I'm like, he got something here. Okay. Maybe yeah. nice first outing. Okay. Really nice second outing. And then they're like, okay, this isn't fluky anymore. This stuff is nasty. Right.
0: But, but the question becomes kind of like we were talking about Hunter green earlier when the league adjusts to him, because these are the best hitters in the
2: world. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. How is like, he going to, how do you adjust him? for somebody? Okay. So the reports, like he's trying to go, if it's Oh one, he's trying to come inside with a fastball. Was he trying to go inside or was he trying to go outside and the ball just ended up inside? <laughs> like that's a big deal. Yeah, really. Ah, well so, a lot to, lot to watch with this kid. So, I don't know be, I, I don't know. If I'm going to I'm going to ask Joey about that. How how do you prepare for somebody throwing that hard where you really don't know if they're trying to hit their if they're going to hit their intended target or not? He knows how most people are going to try to get him out. He knows how they're going to sequence him. But how do you prepare for somebody like grand that it's going to go this way, it's going to go this way at at 100 miles an hour? Which ways it go? That's int- yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah. I'd love to know. I'd
0: love to know what he, what he would say about that. Yeah. I have a th-
1: I have a theory that he doesn't need to develop a third pitch. Obviously, best case scenario, you want him to. But <laughs> if you've got three pitches that all move in different ways at different times with zero predictability,
0: if he can keep it in the strike zone, maybe.
1: Yeah, but. He has so
0: far. Well, I know, but we're talking four starts. But, yes, you're right. He has.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're talking about the best pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball. No hyperbole. (laughs) Feelings, no facts. Let's
0: go. That's Nate's uh,
1: philosophy on baseball.
0: Uh, Feelings, no facts. What do I love? Um, All right, so a a quick, quick viewer mail question here about this. Rich Thompson, again, all these uh, viewer mail questions come from our friends at patreon.com slash uh, whatever it is. Oh, yeah, Riverfront Cincy, <laughs> patreon.com slash Riverfront Cincy. Go there and support us, and you can ask dumb questions. Not that Rich's question is dumb. Well, I'm working myself into a corner here. Here's the question. <laughs> <laughs> the Reds have been playing better over the last couple of weeks on the strength of their young starting pitching. However, it's my opinion that the Reds should be sellers prior to the trade deadline, for I feel this team's way off from being true contenders due to a lack of impact, positional players, and bullpen depth. Rich, have you been watching Brandon Drury? What say you? Plus, if you could be the GM, a.k.a. the bull in the china shop for a day, who would you package in any trade scenario to bring back the best return? Um, Well, I would probably trade Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft. And Nick Ladolo and package them for some sweet prospects, maybe some single A prospects. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Maybe a double A prospect, but preferably single A rookie ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe some, maybe some, cash. Maybe turn considerations? some cash. cash. Considerations, cash considerations. My favorite <laughs> player. Yeah, that's what I would do.
1: Um, so, uh, Nate,
0: what do you think?
1: I mean, if the question is, who would you package to get the best return? I mean, yet yeah, you have to just these young, sub prospect You're going to get a goldmine for them. If we're trying to be realistic about what we think might happen, I mean, I guess this kind of leads us into your column this week for Cincinnati Magazine. Um, I have been on the don't trade Luis Castillo um, train since day one. I think I'm coming off of it. Tyler Stevens again heard kind of pushes me off of it a little bit further. I mean, I was holding on to just the sliver of hope that the Reds. Could backdoor a hot streak into that third wild card spot. Or, uh, Love the optimism, spot. good
0: vibes only.
1: But I've been drained. It's been sapped. So I think uh, you know every team, every playoff team in the league wants a Luis Castillo. Um, he will be a top three um, starter in any any playoff series. So I think you can get a king's ransom.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's true that. Um, Luis Castillo is very likely to be dealt. I don't want him to be dealt. I never want a good player to be dealt because I don't, I don't have to deal with the money issues. I, don't, I, I want good players to stay on the Reds, and I want you to give them the money that they deserve, that they would get from another team, to stay on the Reds. Uh, so I, I'm, I, I very rarely advocate that. If we had a competent front office, Luis Castillo can bring a big-time return. And uh, you know Tyler Mally, frankly, who I, I would rather them sign him to a contract, even though he had a very uneven April, no doubt. But you know, four of his last five starts have been outstanding. Uh, he's probably a trade chip now as well. Uh, do they trade one, both, uh, neither? They at least one of those guys will not be a red in August. That's that's and maybe not maybe both of them. Uh, Carlos, what do you think? Exactly, Man,
2: it's, it's it's tough because sign them both. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Sign them Why both. Not? You got enough young position players to build around. Sign them both. The Reds have been the Reds. in these games because their starting pitching has been great. Yeah, they scored you know a lot of runs here and there, but I mean that rolls over because of the pitching's been so good. It's a lot easier to go and get hits whenever you're not out on the field for 25 minutes at a time. Like that stuff ro- rolls over. That stuff plays. Like sign them both. They're not going to cost you 300 million. If you really want to be good in 2024, 25, you got to I mean, and we're probably talking about by then, we're probably talking about number 3 and number 4 starters. We're not talking right. about top of the number 1 and number 2 starters. Yeah, and, if, if, I mean, if you, you, can you kind would, of look if at you it, can okay, well, it. maybe we're spending that money just on starting pitching. Don't look at it as this just one individual and this one individual. The bucket of starting pitching. How much are we paying for starting pitching to be a playoff team? And the well, only two people you have to spend money on is Castillo and Malley. And you can probably get them cheaper to stay there than... I mean, I haven't heard of, of either one. You know, wanting to hold out and not wanting to come back to Cincinnati for more money to go play somewhere else. I don't know. You,
0: you forgot Mike Miner, but yeah, that's those are the two that I
1: would sign to long term deals. Nate, I, you're gonna uh, say something? I, yeah, I, I, in a perfect world, I'm on, on your all side on this, but to be devil's advocate for a moment, is there an argument for trading from a position of relative strength, um, knowing that you have these young arms and some other guys coming up? When the miners try to get a couple of lead outfield prospects, I mean we don't have many offensive players, but nobody in triple a unless you count barrero, so maybe you package one of those guys for an m l b ready you know third outfielder and I
0: prospects. think you can make it yeah, I think you can make an argument either way, but I kind of like the idea that you sign those two guys, and what you're saying there is. Uh, again, this is an ideal world where the Reds are going to attempt to compete in 2024, for example. And I, well, you know, uh, sell the team, Bob. I'm sorry. Yeah, good vibes only. Good vibes only. Um, going to be positive because I don't want uh, late night race to yell at me again. Um,
1: I
2: can Shout see a world where fell asleep last night and didn't do our podcast. Love you, better. That was cracking me up on your i show today.
1: <laughs> he may or may not join. We think he's asleep. He texted he us at
2: five in the morning. Oh
1: crap! I fell asleep. Sorry, guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we thought Chris Garber
0: was going to be on this show too. So um, I don't know what, where he is. So he's hanging out with a him. Of flakes. <laughs> yeah, really. So, but anyway, um, can you can you see a legitimate strategy of let's sign Castillo and Malley? And then you've got Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft. You know, I mean, you can, I know, I'm just saying uh, you, you can squint your eyes and see, wait a minute, maybe we have the, one of the top two, three rotations in all of baseball in two years. And I don't think that's unreasonable with, with the talent they've got. I mean, again, a lot depends on health that you can't predict. So, and, uh, and you can start to kind of, a playoff team kind of coalesces around that at some point. I don't know. I I think it makes sense. I I don't think that both will be here though in August and further evidence that the Reds aren't necessarily serious. Well, I I don't want to say it's not that they're not serious about competing in 2024. I don't think they are. I don't think they're competent to build a team that's going to be good in 2024. Sorry, good vibes only. Um, But, uh, you can make an argument, Trey Castillo. You can get a, you can get a haul if you trust the people making the decisions. So anyway, whatever. What were we talking about? Buy, sell, hold. So uh, this week, my my piece at uh, Cincinnati Magazine was about who do you buy, sell, or hold on the Reds? Right. We're going to take stock here, and and the way we looked at this was every player we have. What we have, you know. Um, what they've done so far this season. What do you think they're going to do the rest of the way? Are you buying their stock? Are you selling their stock are or you, are you holding and waiting to see? And we'll start with Joey Votto. And because I think that's the way, to, the best way to, to look at what what this concept is. Joey Votto, ugly slash line up to this point in the season. Now, if you don't just look at the, since he came back from injury, but you know, he's hitting uh, what is he hitting now? 184, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, Oh, he, even, 200. He was even over 200, baby. Even 200. That's right. He, he, he bumped it up. So uh, ugly slash line, though. But do we think he's going to be uh in the second half? Is he going to be worse in the second half? Or do we think, yeah, let's just hold, wait, and see. Obviously, he's, he's the, the the one I bring up because I'm buying Joey Votto's stock, man. I, that guy, he's back to what he was last year. No question in my mind. He has, he's He's back. And the numbers will eventually reflect, so I'm buying Joey Votto
2: stock. Carlos, I have an idea what, what you're going to do here. I'm buying because Joey Votto doesn't say stuff that he knows he can't do. He's not going to say, I know I can go out there and, and produce the same way I did last year, if not better. And, I've, and I see no reason that I can't. And he's said that recently again, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to doubt it. He's very careful with the words that he uses with with the media. And it's it's all thought out ahead of time. And so there's no doubt in my mind. Whenever he tells me he's going to do that, I believe it. I've been around him too long to know that he totally believes it. And he won't say it if he does. So that's, that's how we're going to know whenever he starts going down. If he's not like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and lead the league in barrels or I'm going to do this. If you stop making those predictions, then we'll, something's going to go off on our mind. Like, ding. Uh-oh. Yep.
0: He's aging, finally.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but,
0: but quickly, I'll let Nate answer that in a minute. But first, I want to know, uh, I don't think I've talked to you. What's your opinion of his TikTok account? <sighs> it's,
2: it's Joey. <laughs>
0: it's,
2: it's Joey. It's Joey. Yeah.
0: That's what I someone know, else that, that's, that's, that's interacted with since, a lot. Since yeah.
2: 2003.
0: That's what I've it's heard. A, it's, it's the it's, first time that we're Nothing he's done has
2: surpri- surprised me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone else told me it's that. the first time we've seen his actual personality uh, mm-hmm.
1: in a while in, in his big league career. So I love it. I'm here for it.
0: Nate, buy Joey Votto, obviously.
1: Buying all day. Joey Votto like GameStop, baby. He was big back in the day. You forgot about it for a little while. Now he's back and going to the moon.
0: Shooting to the moon.
1: Oh, that's fantastic!
0: We can't go through all these, but I, you know, um, we need to run through some of these. Tyler Stevenson. Now, in my my column, which was published yeah. on Tuesday this week, I was buying all Tyler Stevenson's stock. Twenty five years old, only going to get better, and I and I said I said that his stock will go through the roof when he's named to his first All Star team in a month. It was you, you son of a. It was, <laughs> it was me, Nate. You are buying his stock still? I'm I'm still buying his stock. I'm, I don't care. But- he's Tyler Stevenson. He's great.
1: I'm buying every share that's out there. Don't care what the price gets jacked up to. Um he's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. He's going to have a strong last
2: couple months. Buy all day. Yeah. I'm, Carlos? I'm buying as well. I'm buying as well. The America was about to to realize who Tyler Stevenson was when he made that All-Star team. It's a shame that he's going to take probably another year, but they'll know soon enough.
0: Yeah. We dwell on that All Star thing, and, and some of that is me. I just I, I'm a, always been a fan of the All Star game. I, it's it's irrational. I just love it, and I, I and I like to see the best Reds players get honored. This comes from being a kid and just loving seeing some Red line up on the first base line or whatever at an All Star game when they do the introductions. And um, I wanted that for Tyler Stevenson. I, uh, yeah, but I'm have it. had
1: he would have had a monopoly on Cincinnati media for a week.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. And
1: right. now Brandon Jury is going to get it, well-deserved.
0: Hold on, hold on. we got to go to Tommy Pham first. Are we buying, selling, or holding Tommy Pham stock? I'll Arlo, start. Carlos, Send his ass to the moon. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> Hard sell. All capital letters, S-E-L-L. sell. Give me a nice fungo bat for him. Get out of here. <laughs> You hey, you're biased, right? But I
1: I love the stat line. Um, you have to find somebody that's gonna take him. Like, I, I he might have damaged his reputation so heavily that nobody's gonna want him. And you get a team making a playoff run, you've got to worry about that clubhouse chemistry, and you're gonna bring in a guy that held a fantasy football grudge for a year.
2: I mean, slapped <laughs> Slap the guy over it? The coach is gonna it. be afraid to sit in one game. I
1: mean, <laughs> I think he joined the Reds so that he could talk to Mike Lystakis about what happened in his league. But
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, if you if you can matter. find somebody to take him, I'd sell him for anything. Yeah, this year doesn't matter; it's a wash. You aren't going to re-sign him, so get somebody else to take the rest of the salary, get a low-end prospect or two back, and sayonara.
0: Yeah, and he started the season over twenty-six, and since that point, his numbers actually are not bad; they're they're, they're not awful. But no, man, he's, he's been playing well, sure. Yeah, but every single day is a distraction. And I guess let me be careful how I say this, but I have a source that tells me, and it's a source that would know, he is a huge distraction in the clubhouse right now. A huge distraction. And, um, yeah, sell him. Please sell him tomorrow. Tommy Fam.
2: Okay, I do let's, let's know go ahead.
1: If you can let me know who touches up his beard, because that thing is tight, man. that. Good. Is it better
2: than my
0: uh, two day?
2: I'm two Tommy Fam. I'm not letting anybody put a blade to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, especially outside a strip club. Wait, what? I don't know that. That's something that happened in the past. I don't know. Um, allegedly. Allegedly, come on, Jonathan India. I'm buying Jonathan India stock. Rookie of the year, but has not played. He's got to be better in the second half, and hopefully, he's on a rehab start now. Hopefully he's back soon. I'm buying Jonathan India stock, um, or maybe we should just hold because maybe he'll just be the same guys
2: last year. But I don't know. I'm buying. Anyone? Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'll, I'll buy too. If you, I'll take the same guys last year, I'll take the same guys last year for the next five years. Yes. Give me Give me that at second base all day, and his getting hurt to me. Like, I didn't like the fact that he gained that 15 pounds of muscle. Like to me, he looked like too big. I think that was too much of the, the bodybuilder in his, in his DNA. Like he, he doesn't need that. He's, he's strong enough. He has enough pop in his bat. Um, and that leads to muscle strains, you know? I mean, he knows better than anyone from being, having his dad with that background. So I don't know, maybe hopefully next year he doesn't come back is bulky, um, but definitely buying for sure.
1: Are we? Yeah, sure go Google he
2: was bulking up. Uh, let in me the say gym. quick. First thing, let me say this: Go Google
1: Jonathan and his father if you want to know what Carlos is talking about. <laughs> that dude's jacked. All right, Nate said. So, are we sure that he's been bulking up in the gym? Like I saw him on Instagram, and I didn't see too many workout videos, but I saw a lot of celebrating.
2: <laughs> he had a good summer.
1: Yeah,
0: it's
2: it's so the Bengals' z- fault for going so deep. Yeah. He did Even exactly he what
1: games. I would have done in an off season if I was that age and just won Rookie of the Year.
0: Well, here's my thing um, because I'm having hair issues, and uh, I, I, so my favorite thing about Jonathan is not been how great he's been on the field or you know how funny how much funny he seems to have, but it, that that flow. And then he went to the Cornrows, and I don't have necessarily have an objection to Cornrows. Allen Iverson is one of my greatest, my favorite basketball players of all time, but. When he got that flow, I don't know. I don't know if I go to the cornrows. I, I question that decision, so it makes me question everything about Jonathan India. You he was trying get to channel bored. the one.
2: You get bored when you're on the I.L. You're just sitting there with nothing to do with it. It's well, get into that or get a new tattoo or, I mean, what else are you going to do? You're just sitting Go there. play. Go play Elden okay. Green. Go, don't mess up the flow. <laughs> Have you seen the Joey Votto cornrow photos? No, from the Arizona Fall League. I don't. I don't think I've seen those. I don't. They not, Oh, they exist. <laughs>
0: okay, you've just blown my mind. I may change my mind. Well, they talked. They
2: talked about it. Whatever India had those because, you know, Joey was talking to him about. It, he asked him what he thought about them. and Joey's like, "I used to do that when I had hair." I'm like what? And he showed him a photo. But yeah, okay, like Jack too. is like this. He's got cornrows. <laughs> like, holy cow! What are you doing in Arizona? I don't, if, I'm on a taxi uh, squad. All I can do is work
1: out. <laughs> all right. If the cornrows give him the longevity of Bronson Arroyo, then I'm for him.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. All right. yeah, no, Arroyo's cornrows.
1: No, no not good oh, either. So bad. <laughs> yeah. All right.
0: A few more here quickly. As, as, as if we can get through these, um, we got to talk about Brandon Drury. Are we buying, selling, or holding Brandon Drury? I got to say, I'm holding. Uh, and actually, I wanted to sell, but you know what? He's 100 games over the last couple seasons. His stat line is really good. It's above average, and yeah, it's you know it's the best he's had in his career. And he's 29 years old. But I think I want Brandon Drury on my team. I don't know if I want him starting necessarily every day, but I think I want Brandon Drury on my team going forward. I I love the pop in his bat. The dude can can hit home runs. And I, I think I'm holding. I'm not going to buy. But even if his numbers come back to earth, I think he can help this team. So I, I'm, I'm holding on Brandon Drury. Either of you? What's his contract? No, he was a minor league – wasn't he a minor league invite to spring training? So, yeah, so they've got him if they want him. Yeah, um, in, that case, in that
1: case, I'd probably, hold, I'd, I'd probably hold. But if you can get something for him, though, I mean, do you see him being part of the future? No, but I'm not going to get really anything for, for him, him either. Yeah, he's an all star. So, maybe something. He actually might be an all star now. That Tyler Stevenson. Yeah, even there. if
2: he is an all star, like I mean, what are you going to get? You're going to get a top thirty prospect. Like that's a crapshoot. So I'm going to hold until the end of the year. If he ends up still having a good year, he might want to come back to Cincinnati and play again and put up another good year. I do like uh, yeah, having think- the lineup. I think he's probably uh, more valuable to the Reds, even as
0: a backup, long term, than what he. Him made, and I'm Kyle Farmer about. on the bench. Uh,
2: well, who are you going to be? Kyle Farmer, yeah. the bench? Are talking you going like to next his? year? Next year? Next year?
0: Who Who's going to take Kyle Farmer's place next year? Next year. I want to hear you tell me who's going to take his place. I know you're a huge Jose Barrero
2: fan. <laughs> hopefully, it's Jose Barrero. Hope hopefully. hopefully we don't know. I do not want wrong. it to be him. Yeah.
0: But he's got to take it. He's got to grab yeah. that brass ring. Yeah. All right, on the offense, anyone else? Uh, obviously, we're selling Mike Moustakas, Um
2: What about Kyle, Kyle Farmer? Farmer?
0: Kyle Farmer's a hold, I think. I want Kyle Farmer on my roster.
2: I don't want him starting at shortstop, but I want him on my roster. I, I think he's going to be a I, – I would hold, but I think he's going to be – I think he'll be gone. Do you? The way that he hits lefties, I mean, somebody's going to need that on their playoff bench. Like, go back to the Dodgers. I mean, go over to San Diego. I heard it's a nice place to play. You might want to check that scene out if he's going to go anywhere. Um, you heard. I'll even, I'll even, I'll even give him my number if he wants it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you all talk
0: about Kyle Farmer for a moment. I'll be right back.
2: Yeah, that would. I'm only
1: forward if we get to keep Granny. First off, Granny stays in Cincinnati. She's a treasure. Um, yeah. if, if they were going to utilize Kyle Farmer in a reasonable way, then I would be all about him staying. You even, even let him bounce around the outfield, play play second base. India comes back, give him a couple dough. Now we're talking.
2: Now we're talking.
0: <laughs> if you're not I watching on YouTube, you don't know
2: what I'm wearing. I get kicked off my own show if I wear that. <laughs> well, um, it is my show, so. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kyle Farmer and all reality, reality, I think they've got to move them this year if they if they want to get anything in return for them. Which I don't know. Maybe that's you can cool. get a halfway decent reliever for them with a couple of years left. Maybe somebody with a well, deep I... bullpen that is going to be that's going to be in the playoffs for sure makes that trade okay. because that's a hell of a utilities man to have.
0: He's thirty-two next year. I mean, really, if if, yeah. if if he can continue hitting, and you can get anything for him, really, that can help you in the next couple of years, that's probably a good deal. Although, I've come around on Kyle Farmer, not as a starting shortstop, but I've come around on him. I, lo- I love the guy. I love the, I just I love everything he brings to the team, except for the fact that he's not nearly as good a hitter as everyone thinks he is. But he can't hit lefties. He absolutely can mash lefties, and that can help a team somewhere. Yep, as a super sub
1: kind of guy. You know, uh, we're holding, uh, we're holding, we're holding and selling if we mm-hmm. can get a decent haul. Right. Have we sold anybody right. yet? Who do we sell? We,
2: do we collectively um, sell?
0: Fam? Tommy Fam. Pham. Tommy Fam's the only one we
1: sold. Yeah. Yes. Um, we, we just <laughs> dropped
2: Zekino. Mercedes- My work here is done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Eric Mercedes- <laughs> Mercedes- <laughs>
0: Aquino, sell.
1: That's, that's just a drop. You can't Uh-oh. sell him. Nobody's paid money for him. <laughs> The Reds are the only team that Major League Baseball are dumb enough to pay money for his services.
2: That's like, it's like the go away. It's like you're kicking the. No, you can't play with us. Just go away. <laughs> You'll find your own team to play with. <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. I lo- I love him, but he his smile and the man when he hits homers, they go hard and far. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when he it smiles. happens, All right? Yeah. Strikes out. I can feel the wind in Virginia. I'm like. Yeah, like you missed that by three feet, dude. <laughs> I could have done that. Matter of <laughs> fact, I did
0: when I was playing against 12-year-olds in Little League. Uh, all right, let's go to pitching staff. Um, Hunter Green, that's a sell, right? Obviously. Sell <laughs> <Still> high, baby. <laughs> Gosh, can you imagine the haul they could get for Hunter Green? It's obviously a buy, but can you imagine this, the haul they could get for Hunter Green? I don't want anyone to suggest that because Nick Crawl might take me up on it. <laughs> um Tyler Malley well, we already talked about Malley and Casillo yeah you know, they're pretty much they're buys if, if we can, right mm-hmm. um, Alexis Diaz this is an interesting one to me. I'm a buy on Alexis Diaz. Is he better than his brother? I don't know, but I'm a buy so. as much as you want to buy a reliever, I'm a buy on
1: Alexis Diaz. We can't sacrifice relievers not, not he's right had now. a pretty darn good season so far, and you can't say that about I don't anybody other than Jeff Hoffman. Which are actual words I just said. Uh, I thought we had an internal
0: policy. We're never going to mention Jeff Hoffman on this uh, podcast. Well, we
1: did until this season. and He decided <laughs> to be the second been coming Dennis Eckersley.
2: He needs to have a new name. If you go from a starter and you go to the bullpen and you start doing well in the bullpen, you need a new name. You can't just be – like he needs to be Jeffrey Hoffman now or something. <laughs> like, you go. Or go by his real name. You can't go by the same name anymore. You're not the same pitcher. Right, come on. That's the rule. (laughs) I love it. Um, Here's
0: an interesting one. Jeffrey Hoffman, that's actually the new rule here. We're never going to refer to him unless we call him Jeffrey (laughs) Hoffman.
2: If he he does a spot start, okay, Jeff Hoffman's pitching today. Whatever. (laughs) Right.
0: Here's one. Connor Overton. Connor Overton um, is, you know, like 40 years old has been the best starter on the Reds this season until Graham Ashcraft showed up, Uh, you know, 1.82 ERA and four starts, but he's on the 60 day internet uh, injured list. And, you know, I'm not willing to bet on him. Um, He's a hold to me because he was great. It was a fun story, but I, I, he's never, I probably end up losing money on this one. I probably should sell him if you could get somebody to buy him, you know, after those four starts, but I don't know. the Connor Overton story is just fun to me. Either of you have an opinion on Connor Overton?
1: I miss him. I'd rather have him than Mike Minor. <laughs> I miss him.
2: That's a clip you need to save right there. I miss him.
0: <laughs> I miss him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come back to me, Connor. Come back to me. Yeah, that's that's another sad story, man. That sucks. He was having such an awesome, you know, start, but I I definitely sell. Can we go, conspiracy doing, theory? That again. Can we go to conspiracy got? theory at
1: any point and think maybe the Reds trainers need to figure something out? These
2: injuries are yeah. getting ridiculous. Somebody needs to get fired. Hey-oh, about Your that God. medical staff.
0: We've been saying that for – we started this podcast in 2007. We've been saying the same thing ever since. It's not going to change. Two more pictures we'll talk about quickly before we go. Number one, Tony Santillon. Tony Santion, who I'm high on still because I, I've seen what he can do when he's at his best, but you know, he blew the, the game today against the Diamondbacks, and uh, obviously we're recording on Thursday. You're listening on Friday. But uh, I don't know. I just think he can be a, a back-of-the-bullpen guy, maybe not a, a, a closer necessarily, but I think he can be an effective reliever. Tony Santion, um, what do you think? Buy, sell, hold. He's only 25 years old. I think I'm holding That's- right now.
1: I'm selling that. I'm selling that he's only 25. Have you seen that guy?
2: He, is <laughs> he looks older. 38 if he is a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm barely know. picking <laughs> up that front leg to come to, to come down that hill. I, I want to check that birth certificate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm a hold only because he's so young. But I don't think he can get much better than at his best from last year. Like, I thought he was going to regress a little bit this year because I didn't think – I thought he was pretty lucky last year. Like, I, I sent you something now, Chad, about the – it's basically because I asked uh, Nick Kirby about this earlier. Um, the, the relievers, you know, the only way that they've put up good numbers has been in blowouts. Oh, wow. Like, yes, they have that. all been bad. And I said that beginning, I was like, we still don't know how good these guys are because they're 3-22. It's because they're throwing up zeros right now when it's 9-2. to two. That's not the same outing as going out there when it's 3-3 three to three in the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. You know, you start puckering up a little bit. You start trying to get too fine. You make mistakes. And that's what the majority of this bullpen is. There's, there's nobody like probably Diaz might be one of the only ones that's in there right now that is probably above that median threshold. Everybody is just right there treading water. There's nobody that there's that deserves anything in that bullpen. Like nobody should be pitching in late, late innings only. Nobody should be pitching in blowouts only. They're all the same.
1: Except yeah, for Diaz. I
2: think he's a little bit better. Santion is uh maybe, maybe a little bit, but yeah. But he hasn't shown it this year.
0: I think the you know, that's an interesting point because I have had this sort of sense that the bullpen is not not as bad as last year because they're not blowing as many games, and a lot of people tell me that. Well, they've not been in as many games, frankly, because they had that awful start, number one. Um, but that what you just sent me is amazing. Yeah, their, their performance has been markedly different in low-leverage situations versus high-leverage situations, and, and that is a function of the fact they don't have elite, relief pitchers down there except maybe except maybe diaz and and jeffrey hoffman um yeah i you know here's here's what uh someone posted uh, earlier today just in the diamondback series and it's a perfect example of what we're talking about the red starters 23 and a third innings four earned runs relievers 10 and two-thirds so less than half the innings 14 earned runs versus four for the starters. I mean, it's just
2: ugly. And and those four a, runs belong to two like basically minor, right? What do you give up? Uh, three? He gave up three of the four.
0: Mike, Mike Major. I will not listen to slander of Mike Minor. That guy's great.
1: <laughs> I mean, but, as good as the bullpen has seemed in those low leverage situations, they still have the worst ERA baseball.
0: Worst worst FIP as well, fielding fielding independent pitching. Yeah. I mean it's it's the worst yeah. bullpen in baseball again for the like, second straight year.
2: That stat that I shared with you, Chad, because it's got what it was it say it's it's low leverage, medium leverage, and high leverage. Yes. So that includes the starters, but you know the starters don't throw in very many high leverage situations until you get to like the fifth inning and beyond. Right. So right, right. and that hasn't happened too many times other than the Hunter Greens and And who's the other guy, Nate?
1: You may have heard of him. His name is Ashy Grammy.
2: (laughs) I don't think that's his name.
1: He was on the Chappelle show. He was great.
2: Anybody who listens to this podcast will not know any Cincinnati Reds' real name other than Joey (laughs) Votto. Exactly, right? (laughs) Oh, um, I don't know. I was going to ask
0: about Mike Miner, but the answer to buy, sell, hold for Mike yeah. Miner is who, who cares? I mean, who, yeah. who cares? I think the answer is
1: all of these fringe guys that we've been sort of back and forth on, we sell them for any potential throw crap at the wall, see if it sticks, bullpen, help.
2: That, the, that freaking Mike Miner deal, I could care, whatever, get rid of Amir Garrett, just don't sign him if you don't want to. Why are you spending X amount of money on Mike Miner? For what?
0: I know why to try to gaslight us that they're trying to you know
2: contend or trying to get better.
0: that's the only reason they as much as, I, as I agree
2: with you as much as I agree with you, I can't believe that somebody in charge of a professional team would try and do that I believe but it's, it's the only logical fraud. explanation it is literally the mm-hmm. only oh. like it wouldn't be allowed if you tried to do that on a video game, they'd be like nah. You can't let that. (laughs) We won't let that go through. It not make any sense. I have have three words about this good vibes
0: only. I can't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Good vibes
1: only. He's got a great salt and pepper beard. Mike, you're looking good in your old age.
0: Are you talking about my uh, two days growth, mate You're looking fresh, too. If you're not watching on YouTube, you don't see my uh, two days beard that I'm going to. Probably shave in a couple of days. Um, No, I'm not shaving until Tyler Stevenson comes back. Can we rapid fire some viewer mail questions, guys? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go go rapid fire. These questions, again, come from our friends at patreon.com slash riverfrontsensee. Patreon.com slash riverfrontsensee, where you, too, can support the riverfront. First question comes from Joe Farsing. Joey Votto's year-end OPS+. plus. Under 100, between 100 and 110, or above 110. Now, OPS Plus, for those of you that don't really know what that is, it basically normalizes a lot of things to uh, kind of determine. 100 OPS Plus is league average. And, you know, so 110 would be 10% better than league average hitting. Joey Votto, before today, was at a 96 OPS Plus. And so the question, which is 4% below league average. So less than 100, more than 110, or somewhere in between. My answer, no question in my mind. I would bet the ranch on this. Joey Votto above 110 OPS plus. The guy's back. Uh, Go ahead and agree with me. I know neither of you like Joey Votto. So either one of you that wants to disagree with me,
1: go ahead. Can't do it. Got to give me the over all day, baby. 96, like you said, going into today. 204 in the last month or so. And all that while getting robbed of at least three other home runs in that span. What a legend. Right, I know, right?
0: That's wild. He could have been way better. Now, Carlos, I know you don't really care for Votto much, and you don't have a high opinion of him, but is he going to be good the rest of the
2: way? Absolutely, baby. It's a lock. It's a lock. No question. That ball, he was yeah, center from- field yesterday. What did he hit? A freaking waterlogged ball? He's like, that's the best thing yeah. I've put on a ball all year. Yeah, uh, it, Really, it probably was. Yeah. Joey Votto is. I'm
0: just going to say this. This is controversial. I know you don't want to hear it if you're in my mentions on Twitter, but Joey Votto's good. Joey Votto's a good baseball player.
1: Terrible contract, though. He's yeah. not earning that
2: money at all. Every- he hasn't been good since 2010. Today, so.
0: Every time I mention him, I get twenty morons in my mentions complaining about his contract or he's not been good yet since what? It, since he won the MVP or whatever. I'm like, get out of town with that nonsense. That dude is the
1: goat. The lesson, as always, is Twitter is the devil.
0: <laughs> That's true.
2: Every now and then, I, I like to dance with it, Nate. I like to <laughs> dance with it every now <laughs> yeah, and then. Dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next question, Kyle Kapler. Kyle Kappler asks, he has more upside, but considering his performance—oh, Nate, I'm sorry—but considering his performance, why does Graham Ashcraft remind me of Tanner Roark? <laughs> I just hope, I just hope that he's eating lunch at Arby's when he's informed that he's been traded as well. Nate, are you know Tanner Roark?
1: I pulled up their baseball reference pages, and I got to say it's pretty similar, but I like the potential for Grand Ashcraft to have a stronger beard game than Tanner by the time he's done playing. <laughs> oh, Is, is that not what they are talking about? I thought they were talking about the beards. No? Yes.
0: No. <laughs> no. I, I thought we would never mention Tanner Roark again on this podcast. That's why I love our Patreon family.
2: That's a deep cut. I, I made a comment about that at spring training. I'm like, why is he built like this at age – Twenty-two or whatever, like ooh. hanging out with Jonathan
1: Indy in the off season.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it listen, he's on the Mike Moustakas, uh you know, personal trainer plan. Maybe. Lots of look like a refrigerator
2: it. in about three years.
0: Oh, I gotta watch himself. He's. I'm not gonna comment on that because I'm not in the greatest shape either. But yikes! He can throw a hundred thousand miles an hour, though.
2: Yeah, that's what it takes to keep him healthy on there, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Have another, buddy. Yeah, give me (laughs) some.
0: (laughs) Joey Gaditsa, hey, guys, tell me if this is a novel idea. Keep Tyler Stevenson Stevenson in the lineup always. Come on, David Bell. Mm. And he, he added to that later, and dang it, I hope he's okay. We've already talked about that. I don't know if you have anything else to say. Yeah, keep him in the lineup six days a week unless he's hurt. Tyler Stevenson with a broken hand, batting versus Aramis Garcia, who has a bit higher uh, OPS. <laughs> healthy, oh God, healthy he can
2: lead that thumb, right? You just there
0: keep
2: it down,
1: tape it down. I think Come on. he can do it.
0: You're right, Joey. Andrew Morin. Who do you think would do the other's job better? Tyler Stevenson as a musician. Or Steven Tyler as a baseball player. <laughs> this is why I love the, <laughs> the, the, the red leg or no, we're not red leg radio anymore. We're at the riverfront. That's why I love the family,
2: man. Tyler's Steven musician. Steven Tyler's coming from down here. Oh, he's probably he's probably a submarine. Lanky, or. just lanky. That's tough. <laughs> that might be that's tough. Good. And if he was that's left good, handed, game over. Yeah, that's actually true. He may be death handed. We don't it's know. There. Yeah. He must have thrown a pitch, first pitch somewhere, right? Surely. Uh, we got to find that. Sure. But Tyler
0: Stevenson is a musician, what, what's he playing?
1: I mean, you know, what's- listen, I'm thinking it's more of a boy band situation. He could be the front man of a boy band with those good looks. Now, I don't know if he's got the pipes. I don't know if he's got the pipes. He might need to be a musician. He's like the oldest situation. guy in
2: the boy band. Like, hey, is that your guy's uncle? No, that's <laughs> <it's> Tyler Stevenson. <laughs>
0: Oh, and, and Jonathan, he's in that
2: same boy band with the cornrows. He's the bad boy. He's the, you know, he's the. He's got the, he's the, the big bad mic bad that comes around. He's like the lead right, singer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Steven this is, Tyler. This Me is too. the kind of content you come for. <laughs> this is so, Damn it. Now I want to see Steven Tyler throw a bullpen. Yeah,
0: really. We got to get him in the, get him in camp. <laughs> come on, Steven Tyler. Um, oh my goodness. One, We're have to pull one that more. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Dwight Kelly, Dwight Kelly asked this, suppose Pez dispensers, (laughs) I, you know, the Riverfront family is weird. I just, you know, I love them, but they come up with some weird nonsense. And thank you for that. Suppose Pez dispensers were suddenly available in the following, which would you buy first? So which of these Pez dispensers would you buy? A, Joe Morgan. B, Joe Burrow. C. Jovato or D Jack Elam. Elam Elam. If anyone anybody and here's what he wrote. If anybody doesn't know who Jack Elam is, then obviously they've never seen the critically acclaimed film Where the Hell's That Gold? Starring Willie Nelson. Yeah, I don't know what you're what one you're talking about, Dwight, but um so Joe Morgan, a Joe Burrow, Joe. <laughs> it is. Yikes. Pez dispenser's <laughs> following. This is the Dwight, I love you. This is, the, and we've had some dumb questions. This is the single dumbest,
1: and I salute you for it, my friend. I'm <laughs> In the history
0: it. of the riverfront.
1: If it's the smartest question, and we're just too dumb to realize it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe. You know, I think I want. I think I'm going with the Joey Votto Pez dispenser. That's what I want. Whatever you answer, how you want. I don't no, know because the
2: Joey Votto Pez dispenser every like every now and then, they're they're not. It might not be one because he decided like to take his walk. Nip, nope, not there. You got to hit it again and then it comes out. I, that'll be like a faulty pez dispenser. I don't like that one. Yeah.
0: Maybe Joe Burrow then? Are we going Joe Burrow or Joe Morgan? Yeah,
2: because he'll just air him. Well, I don't know. Joe Burrow, as soon as you open it up, they might all start shooting out because he likes to air it out, you know? I'm thinking <laughs> hey, we're going Joe Morgan. A, that becomes a weapon at that point. I think we're going Joe Morgan. He just likes to say slow and steady. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be on point every time for a long time. It's got to be Joe Morgan. Oh. This is the easiest question to answer ever if you think about it, guys. <laughs> I, I got to
1: Google this Jack Elam guy. <laughs> he doesn't count. Nobody um, knows who
2: he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hate that we have to stop. But. <laughs> But that's that's the end of what I think we just need to stick a pin in it. Oh my! Goodness. Oh my gosh. This
1: is Ludicrous! This I is wish ludicrous. I could send you this picture of Jack Elam. He is now definitely my answer.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, next week we're going to start the podcast with uh, with a picture of Jack Elam. I, I don't know who that is. All right, this is the Riverfront. <laughs> Episode number four hundred and twenty eight of the world's most dangerous show. I'm Chad Dotson. You can follow us on youtube.com slash RiverfrontSensi. Seriously, give us a like, smash that subscribe button, please. I'm I'm begging you. I'm literally begging you. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook at Riverfront Uh our guy Carlos Guevara is here. Love when he comes because we some seem, some somehow seem to always like just laugh through the whole episode. Go <laughs> go follow those guys at Late Night Reds. Give them a follow, give them a subscription. We're at patreon.com slash riverfrontsensee, as I've mentioned. Come join the family if you want. If you don't, you know, whatever. If you like us, talk about us. If you don't like us, you know, just shut up. Nate, any final thoughts?
1: Just that uh, we're going to keep the B-positive mindset alive when the Reds roll into St. Louis for a little three-game sweep. We've got some stud
2: horses on the mound, and we'll be here to talk about it next week. Screw the stupid Cardinals.
0: Carlos, any final thoughts for us?
2: Yeah. Got our three best pitchers going against the Cardinals. Mm. Going to be fun. Tune in, folks. Let's do
0: this. All right. This is the Riverfront for Nate Dotson, for Carlos Guevara, and for our best friend in the world, my favorite guy ever, Tim Daniel. This is Chad Dotson <laughs> saying <laughs> so long, everyone.